Hey guys, Dan at Scoop FM Productions here. Just a quick word. I speak on behalf of everybody at the studio when I say we deeply and sincerely apologize for the audio recording you were about to hear. Um, through a couple of anonymous claims and tips and an internal investigation, it has been concluded, you know, without doubt, that um, the podcast you were about to hear was recorded extremely unprofessionally. Um, it was done in a manner that is below our standards, frankly. Um, it was recorded unprofessionally. The sound quality is not great. And we are still investigating rumors that the podcaster may have been drunk and at points may have been touching himself while speaking. Uh, none of this is how we at Scoop FM Productions want to present ourselves to the world. Uh, and we hope you realize this does not reflect our productions and our podcast. But on the other hand, we, we did not feel that it would be correct to just delete this podcast and lock it away in our archives. Instead, for historical accuracy, we are presenting it without edit, and again, we apologize for the content you're about to hear. Welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of Dynasty League, one of many leagues that counts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke, joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Devin Rambo. Devin, give a little say hi. Hello, everyone. Okay, a little eager there. That's all right, because I, I, Devin's very excited to speak with you, because it's been so long since any of us spoke to each other. What the heck? Don't be a stranger. Nothing's changed. There's a global pandemic. We're shut up inside. I've got boards nailed to my front door. I'm having my groceries delivered through a tube into my house so nobody touches or breathes on me, but everything is normal. Except it's not. Everything is different. Even this is different. Normally in my podcast setup, I was at the old Scoop FM studios in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Now I'm in the new Scoop FM studios, brand new and improved. Um... I'm in a completely different position. Normally, I'm sitting upright. I have my microphone propped. I'm talking loudly. I'm boisterous. But today, it's very late. It's very late. So we're going to keep it more chill. I'm currently sitting on a sectional couch. I look exactly like Cliff Kingsbury. I'm basically in better shape. Um, and my house is almost as nice. And just as he was watching the draft, just w watching Isaiah Simmons fall to him, I am sitting here. My feet are fucking up. On my sectional, I'm holding the mic in front of my mouth. If I move my head, it will be in a different position than when it was before. The audio might jump back and forth. It's very late. I'm talking quietly. I'm doing my best NPR voice. So everything is different now. But that's okay. Because your Dynasty League is almost back. And everything that you love and everything that makes you happy is going to return to you. Don't worry. We're almost there. But if you're as horny as I am, oh God, for the football season, then you need a little foreplay. So we've got a couple of uh, podcasts lined up, little preseason pods, little action here. This is our first one today. 
Uh, we'll get a little more into what we're talking about soon. But after this, you can expect another podcast where we will be redrafting the 2019 rookie class and regrading the original picks that were made. Because I know a lot of you would like a regrade. Um, and a lot of you are probably ruining that day to hear what how those picks turned out. There's also a series of maybe one to two podcasts that they're a little bit of a secret we're working on. They're preseason podcasts, but they won't drop until after the 2020 rookie draft. And not only that, we will also grade the 2020 rookie draft and have reactions uh, after that occurs. So we've got that scheduled. We're looking good there. We're ready for an excellent afternoon slash evening whenever that begins. So I'm sure you all want a little update. What happened last year in Shad Dynasty League? You know, the podcast, they stopped around the playoff season, and, you know, that was on me. I, I got busy, uh, you know, professionally, uh, sexually. It was just a very hectic time for me. Um, so, you know, what happened? We didn't even talk about it. And, and, for, and just to give you some scope, I just put these podcasts out there. I, I, I text the group me, I tell them a podcast is out there, and if, if they listen, they listen, but I don't force anybody, and I, I don't track the numbers, I don't care, but the other day, I went on my podcast hosting site, do you know that Scoop FM has 450 unique downloads off of 12 episodes, what the fuck, there's only 10 people in this goddamn league, that should be 120 max, unless you all are loyal listeners, and you've listened, uh, you know, an extra three or four times each, or maybe I've just listened to myself talk 40 times over on each podcast and you guys make up the other, uh, what, 102 or whatever the fuck the math is. Anyways, um, hey, that's crazy. So there's a lot of people. They want to know what happened. Well, as you might remember, I was having a flooding dam. I was losing quarterbacks and running backs left and right. And so I mortgaged my future to um, get to the championship. And that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, I gave up a lot of young talent. I gave up draft picks just to get some quarterbacks and some running backs just to just to have a seat at the goddamn table. And I made it. And honestly, I made it to that championship. And everything else that happened is a complete blur. It was so crazy. It happened so fast. Um, yeah, I just remember it was nuts. So like, I don't really remember. I, I mean, I was at the championship. I remember that. Um, oh, I was in four total leagues last year. I was in three championships, Shad Dynasty included, and I I definitely won two of the leagues. I definitely won two of them. I can't remember if Shad Dynasty was one of the two, but I definitely won two. And I got to say, two out of three championships won, three out of four championships made. That's some big winning. And that's why, you know, it everything is different now. Shad Dynasty League isn't the only league that counts. You don't need to win this league to be the best in the league at fantasy football. I mean, if you're winning every other league, uh, you're just not happening to win this one. If, you know, if, if, if that is relatable to someone, then you still might be the best in the league. You know, you just ran into some bad luck. So that's why it's not the only league that counts. It's one of many leagues that counts, um, you know, in, in your grand portfolio as a, uh, as a fantasy player. So, um, yeah. Okay, uh, all right, well, well, Devin is, is flashing some pictures of some painful memories, so, okay, let's relive this. So I lost the fucking championship, okay, are you happy? I lost it to goddamn Matt, that fucking cocksucker. 
his best players in that matchup in no particular order. Here's like his top five high scores. Daniel Jones, Devontae Parker, Brashad Perriman, Devonta Freeman. Who in the fuck lost in the championship round to those fuckers? Nobody but me. Nobody but me has worse goddamn luck. But like I said, I'm I'm over it. I'm, I'm healthy. It's all that matters. And I won a lot of other leagues, okay? I dominated a lot of other leagues, you know? And um, so, so you know, I, I mean, how many championships did Matt win last year? Just one? So what? So he gets the trophy and that's it? Nobody cares that I won two other ones? It was my third championship I went to. How many did he go to? Was it just this one? Oh, nobody wants to ask that, huh? Nobody cares. Well, that doesn't make it in the record books. Well, whatever. Anyways, um... Like I said, I don't really remember who won, but I remember I made it to the championship, and that was awesome. And um, that's what we're going to talk about today is who maybe has the best chance to make the championship this year. That's right. We're going to be looking at whose teams are the biggest risers and fallers given off-season news. So the things we're going to be looking at and considering that could push a value of a player up or down are... Um, Rookies, free agents, new teams, right? That sort of thing. New quarterbacks, um, new coaches. <clears throat> Things we're not going to consider is just general father time, right? So obviously, second year, third year wide receivers are going to continue to go up in maybe lifetime ranking, just as uh, you know, we we project them to progress more and more. Older veteran players will probably fall down just because father time is catching up to them. But that's all projection. We don't really, I mean, none of this, we know how it's going to affect the team, but that's more conjecture than anything. So we're going to leave that part out of it. Just keep it to the, the free agency puzzle. And we will look at the top three risers and the top three fallers. A lot of the teams are sort of in the middle. So I've got four teams where I can't really place them into one category or the other. So We'll just focus on the top three in both. I'll give a little commentary on the other ones, maybe, if you're good. Um, hmm. Let's see, what would be more fun? Start with the best or the worst? Uh, let's rip the band-aid off. Let's start with who got burned. So in third worst place, well, isn't it obvious? <sighs> I've always got an excuse, so it's got to be me. If I put myself on this list as the worst, you know, if I do terribly this season, I can just point to this podcast and if, uh, and I can say, oh, okay, look, um, that was why. And if I do great, then I'll say I overcame adversity. I mean, if we look at the potential position I could have been in with additional draft picks, with younger players like Miles Sanders, Terry McLaurin, you know, even studs like Devontae Adams instead of Le'Veon Bell and Leonard Fournette, who I got in exchange for you know, those other guys. Um, you know, if you if we consider that, I am probably have gone from the the largest drop in value of any team. But we're not gonna do that because I didn't end the year with those players on my team. So if we just look at season end, I mean, okay, here's some things that come to mind. So Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst is out of town. I mean, that's a little bit of a bump up, right? That's certainly a uh, vote of confidence because they took Hurst before Lamar Jackson in the first round, which people forget. Um, and Mark Andrews was like a fifth-round pick that year. So to ship him out of town, I think, says something about Mark Andrews that, I'm, that, that, I, that I quite like. Um, Debo is a, ugh, the injury. Like, 
okay, at first, I didn't think the adding of Ayuk changed much. I mean, think about how many vacated targets they had after Emmanuel Sanders left to free agency. Uh, you know, and I thought Debo still had the potential to be an alpha. But now that he's injured, and this is one of those nagging injuries that a lot of guys, even when they come back, just are not 100%, and it's pretty much a lost year. So that is a huge stock down. Um, Mixon does not have a deal done. He is reporting, I guess. So that's a slight bump down. Um, Tannehill gets a big deal done, which I gave up two second-round draft picks to secure him for my championship push, which I made. I made the championship. Um that's a bump up because now I, I know I can actually rely on him a little bit more. O.J. Howard, you know, the Brady effect pushes him up, but Gronk being there pushes him down. So it's kind of a wash. I mean, I don't think I, I don't think if it was still, uh, you know, if it was still Jameis, I don't think I'd change much. He wasn't really making an impact last year. Christian Kirk's got to go down um, with uh, – DeAndre Hopkins now added to the receiving core. Never going to get the chance to be an alpha, but he probably wasn't anyways. But, you know, Larry Fitz, this might be his last year. I think he's only signed a one-year deal, so maybe he can entrench himself in the number two, get some of the, the, the you know, the easiest coverage and, and make more of an impact. Plus, he was hurt last year, but I'd say it's overall a wash. Um, probably what everyone wants me to talk about Um you know, the fact that I have Nick Foles and, you know, he might start, so that's a decent bump. Heard Anthony Miller saying some positive things about him. Um, you know, I got Godwin. That's a slight dip with Brady, I think. I don't think that's as powerful, but still a good option. Um, and, you know, to everyone's laughing hilarity, carrying on is basically fucking worthless. Goddamn fucking worthless. And that's a big loss. That hurts. But finally, Cam. Cameron Newton. Been waiting the whole goddamn year for this. He's on the Pats. That's a huge bump up. Huge bump up. I mean, just another starting quarterback on any team's a good bump. So I would say that um, overall from the end of the season, I think with all things considered, that puts me at the third worst bump down. The second worst easily goes to Eric. Uh, Deshaun Watson loses DeAndre Hopkins. I've seen some people say this will ha- mean he'll have to win with his feet more, maybe become a better, higher-scoring fantasy quarterback. But I don't know. I don't know how you can lose um, one of the best receivers in the league and go up. I just don't think it happens. Um, Kareem Hunt signs with the Browns again. That is not good for Chubb, Eric's team's namesake. Um, you know, But he's got this in, and Chubb's in the concussion protocol right now. But he's got this new O.C., so it's kind of a tough call. He's either going to go the way of Dalvin Cook or, um, you know, they're going to get stuck in a timeshare and it's just not going to be as valuable. So I don't know how much we bump down Eric's chances because of that. Um, Amari goes down a little bit with CeeDee Lamb. Um, you know, I think it, now you just have <laughs> you have a lot of capital in your wide receiver room. You have a lot of talent. So that's got to be a bump down. Royce Freeman is now absolutely worthless. worthless. Trubisky might lose his job. Um, John Ross didn't get franchise tendered, and with Higgins drafted, I mean, that's that's a pretty clear sign. They're not interested. Um, James Washington with Claypool, I mean, I don't know. He, You know, he's they're both kind of bigger, slower guys. I don't know if they could both succeed. So that's a slight, slight down, drop down. 
AB's not signed. Even if he is signed, he's going to be suspended for eight games. That's not great. And Madison's back to a handcuff now that Dalvin Cook has reported has reported to camp. So I think that's a good bump down. I'm sorry. My allergies. And my cocaine habit. Anyways, um, so Nate. Uh, did I spoil that? That was a terrible reveal. The Coming up next, the worst team that got the largest bump down is... Nate, and it's not even close. Philip Lindsay falls because Gordon's there. Gurley, Gurley, I, I think is a decline. Look at the look at how effectively the Falcons have run blocked the past two years. Dudes are just literally <laughs> running into brick walls. It's not good. Um, I know the Rams O line wasn't good, but I just felt like there was more opportunities there. I think it's a slight degrade. Keenan Allen, you have to be a downgrade, even if you're. Um, even if, even, whether it's Herbert or Tyrod, I think it's a downgrade either way. T.Y. Hilton, maybe a slight bump up for Philip Rivers. I don't think a huge one, though. Mostert signs, so that's that's a that's a good. Um, I mean, Jameis is a backup now, okay? And when you're Nate and your your quarterbacks are Russell Wilson, which is awesome, um, Andrew Luck, who's still retired, Devlin Hodges, who is nothing, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, whose days are numbered, uh, for Jameis to be relegated to a backup, suddenly you have a bit of a problem on maybe not who you're going to start week one in your super flex position because Fitzpatrick will still be the starter, but week six could start to get ugly. Um, Damian Williams opts out, so that's <laughs> just losing a running back. Um, you have Brita and Howard in Miami, so somehow you ended up with all of Miami's backfield, which you know, I don't think is great. I think you'd rather have Jordan Howard still on the Eagles, and I think you'd rather have Brita still on the Niners. Uh, I mean, how do you just, you buy both of those guys, and then you end up with Miami's entire backfield. That's insane. Um, and then you have Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown, who both, you know, there's camp anchors. So either you've got guys that are cogs in a timeshare or have lost their jobs outright. So this is by far the most precipitous drop. And what makes it worse is that Nate does not have a first or second round pick. So that's a toughie. Excuse me. Okay, now let's move on to the third best, who is climbing up the ranks. They're just hitting every single check mark in this offseason. Well, I'd say the third best has to be my co-host. I'm looking right at his beautiful goddamn smile, that curly hair, those big brown eyes. It's Devin Rambo. I mean, talk about some of the negatives. Rodgers needed more. That's one of the reasons I sold Devontae Adams. I was expecting the Packers to make a splash, maybe even trade up to get a stud receiver. And I thought, you know, Devontae, the injury history is starting to catch up with him. He's getting a little older. Um, you know, teams seems to be running the ball quite a lot. And I think they're going to draft another uh, receiver. But no, that didn't happen. Actually, Rodgers got no help. He got another running back and a fullback, you know, just in case he wanted to run the ball more. And the fact they took Jordan Love and traded up for him is just fucking criminal. It's criminal. It's criminal, fellas. LaFleur should be arrested by the FBI if the FBI can investigate Zion and college basketball. Where the fuck are they now when we need them? That's criminal. Anyways, Eckler signs a deal. Melvin Gordon's gone, but isn't it interesting that his average draft position was higher last year when Melvin Gordon was holding out than it is now that Melvin Gordon's entirely gone? Um, and maybe that just goes to people's confidence in Tyrod and Justin Herbert overall. You know, I think that's sort of fair. Um, so, I don't know. 
bump up that he has less competition, but offense is worse. So about a wash could be go either way. Miles Sanders has to be a huge riser. Uh, Devin sure was smart to draft him. Uh, no, I drafted him, but I gave him to Devin to win, which I, I to get to the championship, which I did. I forgot that I did. Um, I don't remember what happened afterwards, but he's a huge riser because there's no other competition signed. Um, the receivers are still as decimated as last year, and that's when he made his hay. Um, rising up the running back rankings for the last couple weeks of the season when uh, when Carson Wentz had nobody to throw to um, besides tight ends and running backs. So, I mean, looks like that trend's going to continue. Um, Deontay gets to play with Ben. That's a big riser. Kittle, no Debo helps. He's the only reliable pass catcher that has any experience in the system. I mean, they, they literally have nobody outside of Iuke and Jawan Jennings, all these guys, Trent Taylor. I don't even know. I'm just making up names. I could say any name they have, and you believe me. I could say, oh, they got Ben Bickelson. He just got pulled up off the practice squad, and you believe me. We don't know these guys. Um, Geis is gone. That's a fall. But, you know, and honestly, maybe it's a good thing so David could just get over it. It was never going to happen. You know, honestly, the biggest fall is in my repertoire of inside jokes because I loved hammering the Geis thing. And, and now that's gone, like so many things that are gone and not coming back because of COVID. Um, Singletary gets mossed. <laughs> Get it? He got mossed. Um, that's a fall to me. I, I don't think they gave him like four carries inside the five-yard line last year, and they gave Frank Gore, whose knees were like creaking with every step, they gave him 13. So I don't think that speaks a lot of confidence in the style of runner they got in Zach Moss. I think he's taking a lot of the goal line work, which is not great. Um, Wentz gets a little more help, so that's a plus. Rivers is about neutral to me. I, I think, you know, Indy is exciting. I think he was probably going to produce about the same if he had another year um, in Chargers. I, I think actually he is a little bump up because the, their O-line should be better, so that's good. Um, I, I think Curtis Samuel has is now nothing. Um, I don't think Teddy is a deep ball thrower. Curtis Samuel is at least was deployed. He led the league in air yards last year. Surprisingly, he just didn't catch a lot of the balls. Of course they were coming from Kyle Allen. So I'll give him a break there, but you know, um, I just don't think he's anything. And now you have Robbie Anderson in the mix. Um, Minshew, nobody, you know, people were expecting Jags with a high draft pick might take a quarterback, but they're rolling with him. So that's very good. Uh, John Brown, I think that's a bump down with Diggs coming. So I think overall, that was a long way of saying, Devin, you're a slight riser because, you know, your important players did okay, um, and your re- less relevant ones are the ones that got hurt. So that that helps your case. So who is the second best riser? Well, that would be none other than Big Bob Ballone. So Kirk, uh, Christian, no, Kirk, 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 Christian Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, he loses digs. That can't be a bump up. You can't lose. Even if he didn't utilize him that much last year, you can't use him, lose him and expect to be better. I mean, Dalvin Cook showed up to camp, so that's good. Odell is healthy, so that's, that's a positive. Hooper goes to Cleveland. I know Bob thinks that's an upgrade. I think that's a downgrade. Um, you know, basically, outside of Julio and Calvin Ridley, you know, he was uh, easily the guy to throw to out of the slot or dump off or whatever in Atlanta. But in Cleveland, you have Odell, you have Jarvis, you have Kareem Hunt, and even Chubb's a cat, uh, a capable pass catcher. So I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't seem too likely to me. 
Is it possible that my cat just opened and closed a cabinet? Because if not, I might be about to get murdered. Anyways, this is the Chill Podcast. I'm on the fucking Cliff Kingsbury sectional. I'm not getting up to check. This is how I want to go out. Anyways, Edelman loses Brady. I mean, I don't know. I I, I like him being on the team, but it's got to be a bump down just with the mind meld they had with each other, all the rapport. Um, You know, I think Cam's going to probably produce a lot with his legs too. Uh, Will Fuller has Deshaun all to himself. That That's a riser. David Johnson gets the opportunity to be a bell cow again. That's a riser. Tom Brady gets on a new offense uh, with exciting more relevance or with exciting more weapons. Gronk is now relevant again that you held for who knows how fucking long, and now that's actually something that matters. Um, you have Lamar Miller signed with the Pats. You know, he, they put him on the pup to start, but he could still play this year. Um, Golden Tate is healthy. A.J. Green is healthy. LaShawn McCoy got a starting job with the Bucks. I mean, you have so much of the Bucks, it's insane. Um, I, I, <laughs> it just seems like how do you have all these fucking either old or injury-prone guys <laughs> who are suddenly getting opportunities? Um, you know, there's there's also a couple negatives. I think, um, you know, uh, JGI still doesn't have a job, so that sucks. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Not a big deal. Baker, I think with um, the new OC, I'd actually bump it down just because, I mean, I uh, entirely expect Baker to be more efficient. I don't think he will be doing any designed runs. I don't think he will be passing as much. I don't think he'll be passing downfield as much. Um, so while the Browns will probably have a better record and Baker will have better completion numbers, I don't think he'll have better overall numbers or fantasy numbers. Um uh, Sanu, maybe what he needed was to get healthy. There's some reports he wasn't quite healthy, and he's got camp, so maybe that's good. And I think Haskins rises too because you got a new coach. You have some additional weapons. I mean, the O-line is basically the same as last year. They got drafted, I can't remember, but um, you know they made a couple draft picks for the O-line, um, receivers, running backs. I mean, you lose Geis, but he never really played with Geis that much anyway. So, I mean, new coach, but at least continuity on the weapons side, um, you know, oh, actually, I don't know, but with Alex Smith back, if that's like a real story, that could be a faller, but anyways, I think Bob's a big riser, I don't put him as number one, just because when you list all the guys whose stock went up on his, um, you know, Lamar Miller, Golden Tate, A.J. Green, and, and LaShawn McCoy, and A.J. Green, by the way, did get injured in practice, and isn't practicing, so I don't know how much of a bump it is, I felt I feel like you know outside of the whole Bucks thing that that Bob kind of hopped on that train. A lot of these stock ups, it's like okay, you have a lot of stocks that went up, but you know your return is just three percent. Uh, I don't know if a lot of these guys really move the needle in the big in the long term. So that's why Bob is not number one, and you're all just waiting with bated breath to wonder who is number one, who had the best off season. Well. I hate to say it, but it's the guy that also made it to the championship. I can't remember um, what how he did in the championship. I just remember that I also made it, and I was there too. But that's Matt. I hate to say it, and that means he could make another championship next year. And and depending on the result, I might not remember um, what happened in that one either. Um, I mean, he. let's just start with the obvious. Kyler Murray gets DeAndre Hopkins. That is the largest jump of any one player. I mean... In dynasty startups, he's like the quarterback five right now. That's absurd. I mean, he only played one year, and he did not look to me. I mean, he had some nice numbers because he ran a lot, but he didn't look good. 
at all, really. I mean, his game against the Steelers was embarrassing. He took like a 30-yard sack. I mean, he just, a, a lot of a lot of easy shit you would think he would know he just fell prey to. So I don't know, but if it weren't for, um, did I say he gets DeAndre Hopkins? Okay, yeah. Um, if it weren't for DeAndre Hopkins, who knows? how, where he'd be drafted. Um, I think, you know, McCaffrey gets a new head coach and an OC. I don't think that, I don't think he can go up much higher. Um, I don't think anything's really going to change for him. Maybe in the long term it's better, Um, you know, especially because Matt Rules just and and Brady are both exciting uh, guys to play for, and maybe they can, uh, you know, just keep the creativity going, open up the offense. Um, Chris Carson with Penny out, um, he's supposedly healthy that's a bump up I would have thought that you know he was borderline not going to start the season um so now Matt still has his RB2 um Mike Williams I think is dust either it's Tyrod or Herbert or Phillip Rivers I don't care he's fucking over um Michael Gallup falls with CeeDee Lamb I think you know Emmanuel Sanders uh now he's got to compete with Michael Thomas I mean he didn't even make that big of an impact you know competing alongside Debo, so how much is he really going to do, um, uh, you know, on the opposite side of Michael Thomas? Uh, I mean, maybe he is a Ted Ginn type here. Obviously, he's not as fast, but, like, he he at least produces that same amount, which is like, okay, he's going to blow up, like, two to three games, but you're not going to start him at that time, so I think that's a fall. Juju gets Ben back. I think that's a nice size bump. Um, the Pats D lose a lot of starters. That's not great, but it's just a defense. Um I mean, you get some bumps down here, though, too. I mean, Will Disley's healthy, but um, Olsen's coming back. Or, sorry, Olsen just joined the Seahawks. Uh, Kelsey, but you have Kelsey, so that's not like that big of a deal. Um, Devonta Freeman, Jacoby Reset, Andy Dalton, all not starting, so that's some bumps down. But I think, I mean, just from Kyler alone, I mean, the most important position, you probably have the, the largest jump of anybody. So that makes Matt the biggest riser of the offseason. I'm sorry, I hope that this podcast was at least somewhat listenable. Um, Like I said, it was very chill. Things are different now. I don't always have to be hype and excited. I can give you the NPR voice. We can do the This American Life. You know, I can put cool hip music to the background if that would make you more engaged, but I'm not going to. I'm lazy. Um, Anyways, so for the other teams, if you want to know, I mean, I think you were all kind of like, you know, within margin of error you're either a plus or a minus. Yeah, I don't think anything moved the needle enough. I will give you a little insight in case you're bored. So, uh, excuse me. Hey guys, Dan again. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Um, so we've actually gone back on our original take on what we would do with this podcast. We have unfortunately had to edit out the final roughly 10 minutes of this podcast. It is, um, unlistenable. It is cruel and it is just, does not reflect the values we have at Scoop FM Productions um, or the standard we set for ourselves, which across the industry is known to be impeccably high. Um, So again, we apologize. Um, That is the end of the podcast. There is nothing left uh, for you to listen to. Goodbye.